Good morning, everyone, and welcome to your Wednesday morning. Hope you've had a great week so far. So this morning, we continue our devotional series linked to uh, the preaching series called One More Light. And on Sunday, I had the privilege to share my testimony with the church and also share a few thoughts around John chapter 8 and 9. So this morning, I'd like to recap on some of those thoughts and also pose three questions about uh, that, that, could, that might be helpful in your quiet time over the next few days. So let me start by reading John chapter 8, verse 2 to 11. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against them. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. So, I met the Lord at a young age, as I shared on Sunday, on Sunday at age six. And um, I'm very grateful for, grateful for that. My parents played a big role in that. And it's just God's grace that it, that it, that it, that it happened. One of the challenges I ever, um, growing up since meeting the, the Lord at an early age, um, has been that at times I've um, either knowingly, unknowingly, or inadvertently judged people because of their behavior, probably because my frame of reference was the Christian home. Until I read a verse like this, which says, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And I've come to realize that even though you say that at a young age, you still have sin in your life and that you need to confess your sin to Jesus and to one another regularly. And that I've got no right to judge anyone, especially those who haven't seen, seen the light yet because they don't know better and that's, 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 uh, it is what it is. Um, and I've also realized that getting to know Jesus doesn't mean we set apart from others, that we're superior or better than others. We set aside Jesus and uh, we, we put him in our hearts, he walks with us and he equips us to walk with people at their level, where they're at, where we're at, so that the Great Commission can be fulfilled and one more light can end, end up being with Jesus. So my first question to you this morning is, who is in your frame, who is in your life that you could potentially impact by walking a journey with them? Because of the fact that we set aside to Jesus and we've got those tools to walk with, with people. That's maybe something for you to think about. Maybe write down who's in your frame and who can you intentional, be intentional about. The second, the, 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 before I get to the second question, I want to, I want to read John 9, verse 1 to 7. It says, Jesus heals a man born blind. So as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So as I shared on Sunday, we went through a significant valley when our son Eckhart was born, um, as he was born, born as he was born without sight in his left eye. And the ophthalmologist at the time of us finding that out said to us, there's a 90% chance that there's a tumor behind his eye. So what, what we did was we called the connect group that evening, we called the elders, 
we called um, some of our best friends. They came and they lay, laid hand, they lay hands on, on our son and prayed for him. And the next morning when we went for scans, when he went for scans, we took him for scans, um, there was no tumor, no sign of any tumor behind the eye. And as we drove home, my wife said to, said to me, I really sense God saying to me that we've received a miracle. And we realized in that moment that miracles doesn't necessarily restore things to 100% uh, to 100% in, in, in our frame of mind, but it does restore things to 100% in God's frame of mind. Um, because as it says there, it does so that the works of God might be displayed in Him. So I want to encourage you and ask you, what miracle or miracles are you trusting for in your life? And maybe ask God to show to show you what is what does it look like from His perspective. Because he has the best in store for us, and we don't want to miss that. So I hope that helps. And then the last, um, the last uh, piece I want to share with you is, it says that the disciples asked Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And I must say, we also asked, my wife and I also asked ourselves the question, once we found out about our son's eye, whether we'd done anything wrong, we reflected on our lives, we asked that, ourselves that we sin somewhere that this is now happening but we found a deep peace in Jesus answer here which says it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him and as I shared uh, we already saw the miracle of the tumor being healed and we were content with that um, and furthermore our son has asked us since why was I born with uh, with no sight in my left eye where my friends have sight in both eyes and the only answer we could come up with in the moment that we sense God saying to us that we should tell our son was that we don't know. But we also don't know why you were um, made, why, why, why you're so handsome, or why you're so sweet, and why you're so clever, and why you're so gentle. We don't know that either. But we know who made you, and we know uh, that God um, has the best in store for you. And that has always settled the question when we've answered it like that. So my question for you is, what valleys are you going through where, are you, where you might be looking for answers that you just can't find? And I want to encourage you, although the, sometimes there are answers, sometimes there aren't answers, and that's okay, because God is with us, not only on the mountains, but also in the valleys. And as it, as it says in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I trust, I trust this has been helpful to you and enjoy uh, your quiet time times over the next few days, pondering on these questions. We'll see you shortly, either in a connect group or at church on Sunday. Have a great day. Cheers.